Randy Bachman's Vinyl Tap, brought to you by You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. This is Randy Bachman, and you're listening to the Vinyl Tapcast. For a full list of songs played, visit randybachman.com slash vinyl tap and then hit the link. Put on your seatbelts and get ready for a ride in the rock and roll time machine. We're going to celebrate music from yesterday and today, glued together with an amazing story about me and my guitar. The Gretsch guitar. Gretsch is G-R-E-T-S-C-H. I first saw Gretsch uh, being played by Chet Atkins. Of course, it was black and white. TV then was black and white. Beautiful sounding and beautiful looking guitar. He was on a thing called Louisiana Hayride, and it was some clip on television. Then I started to watch American Bandstand, and Dick Clark, this one was from Philadelphia, had on Dwayne Eddy doing the song Rebel Rouser, and that was really quite incredible. That's when I saw the Gretsch. Then one came into Winnipeg, and I actually went to see one and realized it was a brilliant pumpkin orange. Sounded incredible. I got one, I played it on this song. It's the first riff I ever played that made it was the number one record in Canada and top 20 in the USA and Billboard magazine. It's a song that we got. We were called Chad Allen and the Reflections. This song was by Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. In 1961, it was a hit. We thought, gee, this was a hit in England in 61. We'll record it in Canada. Maybe it'll be a hit in 64. We did. We recorded the song. We sent it into them. They didn't like our name, Chad Allen and the Reflections. They put Guess Who on the label. It went to number one in Canada and top 20 in Billboard. Here's the Guess Who, 1964. Me playing a Gretsch, shaking all over. Shaking all over Chad Allen on the vocal there, and that was the Guess Who. That was me playing my Gretsch guitar, and I was very influenced to get that guitar by seeing these couple of guys on American Bandstand. And I'm going to play you right now, and he wrote the song 1958. He was on Bandstand in maybe 59 and 60, and I saw him play this guitar. It's Eddie Cochran. The song is called Summertime Blues, and a Gretsch guitar is very jingly and ringy in the mid-range, and Eddie Cochran wanted his guitar. He didn't have a bass player. He played bass with his thumb on his Gretsch guitar. He put a P90 pickup at the neck for, and put on a very thick low E string. So you hear it on this record, Summertime Blues. So it's Eddie Cochran with his Gretsch with a low E string and just an acoustic guitar and a hand clap. Here's Eddie Cochran playing a 6120. That's a Chad Atkins Gretsch, Summertime Blues. Eddie Cochran with Summertime Blues. You can hear his Gretsch there and his acoustic guitar. And now the sound that changed the world. Mr. Dwayne Eddy with his 6120 Gretsch, which is the Chet Atkins model, with DeArmond pickups. And DeArmond pickups are very, very twangy. That's why he was called Dwayne Eddy and his twangy guitar. He put it through an amplifier and a speaker bottom that had no space. That Normally your speakers are in a box and there's air behind it, and it 
vibrates the air and you get a sound. He packed his box full of shredded newspaper and feathers and everything, so there was no speaker rattle or air, just the sound of the twang. And then we give you Dwayne Eddy with his twangy guitar with, with DeArmond pickups, which made a real difference. That was the twang. Rebel Rouser. That was Dwayne Eddy with Rebel Rouser. That was in the late 50s, early 60s. Something happened in 1964. The happening was called The Beatles. George Harrison played a Gretsch rock jet, a Gretsch Tennessean, or a Gretsch country gentleman. The Gretsch he played on Ed Sullivan when the Beatles did All My Lovin' was amazing. It was a double cutaway country gentleman. Up to that point, Gretsch sold 75 of those guitars a year. When the Beatles played Ed Sullivan, and at that time they had 10 songs in the top 10 in Billboard, they had every every notch on the charts, they started to sell 75 a day. So that exploded Gretsch guitars all over the world. Everybody wanted a guitar like George Harrison playing with the Beatles on this track from 1964. Close your eyes while I kiss you. It's called All My Lovin'. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow. I'll miss you. Remember I'll always be true. Uh, the Beatles with all my love and even George Harrison's kind of playing a pseudo Chet Atkins solo in the middle there because it fits great on that guitar. We're celebrating the Gretsch guitar and how I got mine back after 47 years. This is Randy Bachman with another Vinyl Tapcast. We're making up words here. Stories about some of the greatest rock and roll songs ever. We're taking a ride in the rock and roll time machine way, way back and following the history of Gretsch guitars and how I got a Gretsch guitar, wrote my hits on it, played my hits, learned to play guitar on it. It was stolen in 1977 from my hotel room. 47 years later, it found me and it was in Japan. And that's the story. We're going to get to that. We are playing you different Gretsch guitar songs and how they influenced rock and roll. And now we're going to get to one that was a number one song for me and the Guess Who called American Woman. I'm playing my Gretsch guitar with the Armin pickup. The twang is there. And it's not the lead, it's the rhythm on it. So when American Woman starts, listen to the much cleaner rhythm guitar with a slight tremolo on it. It's my guitar plugged into Jim Cale, who was the bass player in the guest. who so had a Fender concert amp that had a tremolo on it. Tremolo just goes, ah, uh, ah, uh, louder and softer kind of things, like doing your volume control. So this is the beginning, and the whole rhythm of American Woman is this guitar. The guest who, 1970. Number one record, American Woman. Burton Cummings on the vocals at the Guess Who with American Woman. My rhythm on that is my 6120 Gretsch. The thing about Gretsch guitars is they came in all different sizes and all different colors. 
They hired a guy named Jimmy Webster who loved cars and specifically Cadillacs. So he went and got car paint. Rather than do the normal white Stratocaster or Sunburst Stratocaster or Gold Top Gibson, Gretsch's were these amazing colors. Cadillac green, silver sparkle, pumpkin orange, shocking pink, fire engine red. These are all Cadillac colors. And consequently, Gretsch guitars really, really stood out visually and their sound. They had two kinds of pickups. The black ones were called D'Armond pickups. They were very twangy, but they also had a hum built in. So to get rid of the hum, they backwired the pickups and they called them filtertrons. It filtered out the hum. But the sound wasn't quite the same. Gibson did the same. All the early Gibsons had P90 guitars that just rocked and screamed, but they all hummed. So they backwired that and they called it a humbucker because it was bucking the hum and getting the hum out of the pickup. Consequently, the sound somewhat changed. The filtertrons you can crank up really, really loud and the distortion sounds very, very clean. It'll feed back, so you have to put the amp in a different room or be 10 feet away from the amp and not near the speaker, but you get an incredible sound. This sound was discovered by Joe Walsh. And when he told Pete Townsend in The Who how to get the sound, it was with a 6120 Gretsch. Plugged into a Fender Twin amp, up full blast, you get an incredible sound. Here's Pete Townsend in The Who playing his 1958, just slightly thicker model Gretsch with Filtertron pickups with Won't Get Fooled Again. And this is a great song because Pete Townsend didn't really play a lot of lead guitar. There's a lot of great lead guitar in this. It's got great bass, great drums. It's got the scream that ends all rock and roll from Roger Daltrey. Here is The Who with Won't Get Fooled Again, played on Pete Townsend's 1958 6120. Fabulous. That was the Who won't get fooled again. If you've ever seen ACDC, you'll realize that the young brothers, Malcolm and Angus, are what you would call small guys. And they can't play a big guitar. It looks like they're holding a, a, a double bass next to their body. They're so small. So what they do is they, they found a smaller Gretsch. The, the big Gretsches were called 6120s. The smaller ones were called 6121s or Rock Jets, R-O-C. J-E-T, rock jets. And George Harrison had a rock jet that he played in a lot of Beatles stuff. So you get a guy like Malcolm and Angus Young. One of them gets a Gibson SG that he plays. And Malcolm gets a double cut Gretsch rock jet. He takes one pick, it had two pickups. He takes one out and leaves a hole in it. So it's kind of like got resonance because it's almost like an acoustic guitar. People don't realize that the sound of ACDC, a lot of it came from Vancouver. They recorded in Vancouver at Little Mountain Sound. There's a guy named Dave Vidal in Vancouver. He rewound the pickups on these guitars for the youngs to be a little bit hotter. And another guy who's a very good friend of mine named Rick St. Pierre, who lived in White Rock when I lived in White Rock, and he would always fix up ACDC's blown Marshall amps because they would just crank them up and blow them up because they would get too hot. He started to repair their amps, and they said, why don't you just make your own amp and bypass all this problem. So we call them the, the Wizards. So Rick St. Pierre started Wizard Amps, which I used for many years, and ACDC also used them. 
We're going to give you this sound now. And what's cool about it is everybody loves it. And they've been doing it for four or five decades. And every album they put out sells over a million copies a year. So these guys just keep cranking it out. And this is a great song. This is produced by their older brother, George Young, who was in a band called The Easy Beats from Australia. So he produced this album. The song is called It's a Long Way to the Top. And they thought just to be different, they would have bagpipes in it. Bon Scott was the lead singer at that time. He had never played bagpipes before. He thought, what the heck, I'll give it a shot. And he did. And so this is really, really a cool... If you want to see something phenomenal, Google this. It's a long way to the top on YouTube and see them doing it. It's just fabulous. Here is ACDC from December 1975 with Bon Scott playing and singing bagpipes and the double Young Brothers on lead and rhythm guitar. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. It's a long way to the top and it's a long way to the bottom if you want to rock and roll. I've been both of those places and it's a lot better on the top or somewhere in the middle because on top it's also got its big pressures. So you take a guy from Long Island, New York. His name is Brian Setzer. He is in love with rockabilly and what we played earlier, Dwayne Eddy and Eddie Cochran and all these cool rock and roll guys all playing these big orange guitars. So Brian Setzer gets one and he starts a band called the Stray Cats and he gets the rockabilly guy of all time, Mr. Dave Edmonds from England, who's a rockabilly master, who takes him to Rockfield Studios in Maine. They cut this album, the first Stray Cats album. So here's Brian Setzer playing his 1958, The Thicker Body, 6120 Gretsch with Filtertron pickups, plugged into a Fender concert amp with a little bit of slapback echo. Stray Cats, 1981, rock this town. This town inside out, Brian Setzer and his rockin' Gretsch guitar. If you want to send us some mail, send it to Randy's Vinyl Tap, P.O. Box 2100, Sydney, BC, Canada, Victor 8 Leonard 3S6. Email can go to mailbag at randysvinyltap.com. So here's a band that kept the Gretsch legacy going. If you're real hip, you call them Dep Mo. We all know Dep Mo as Depeche Mode. From 1989, Martin Gore was the lead singer and he played guitar and he played different Gretsch in every video that Depp Mo put out. And I've also seen them playing live. He plays quite a few Gretsch guitars on stage. This is their big hit called Personal Jesus. Listen to the distortion. It's clean. That's that clean Gretsch distortion like Pete Townsend had and won't get fooled again. Here's Depp Mo 1989, Personal Jesus. Reach out, touch space. Jesus 
That was Depeche Mode of Personal Jesus. Now we're going to go to a BTO song where I had my Gretsch. And the thing is, in those days, you never had any foot pedals. You had a guitar and an amp. So almost everybody back in the day, in the 50s, 60s, and even in the 70s, you had a Fender guitar to sound like Buddy Holly or Jimi Hendrix. You had a Gibson guitar to sound like Eric Clapton kind of sound. And you had a Gretsch guitar to sound like Eddie Cochran or Dwayne Eddy or somebody like that. When you want to get a different sound, you put two of these guitars together. So this is me with BTO with a song called Let It Ride. My Gretsch is going right into the board. It's an API board. Also going into the board is a Fender Stratocaster right into the board. So there's no amp sound or any speaker sound. The guitar is just directly in. And then I played a Martin a D45 guitar with, with the sound hole covered with paper so it wouldn't be too jangly. And you mix those three together and you get the beginning to let it ride. So here's BTO with me playing my Gretsch, Let It Ride. With Let It Ride. You're listening to Randy Bachman's Vinyl Tap, brought to you by You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. Here's a band called The Cult. Ian Asbury and Billy Duffy were the main guys who wrote the songs. And this is on a Gretsch White Falcon. That's what he's playing in the video. And I assume he's played that on the record. You can never tell, but it's a good indication because of the sound. I can tell by the sound. May 1985, The Cult. Ian Asprey and the song is called This is the Tongue Twister She Sells Sanctuary Sells Sanctuary, The Cult, on a White Falcon Gretsch. Now we're going to take you way, way back to a recording session I did with the guests who where we recorded Shake On All Over. Uh, in that session, probably in one take, I did an instrumental called Made in England because I was enthralled and enchanted by the shadows. So I wrote this song and recorded it and sent it to the shadows hoping they would record it. They told me years later they never got it. I met them years later. They said they would have loved to record it. So this is me playing a song called Made in England. This is my Gretsch through a little tape recorder that gave me a slapback echo into Jim Cale's Fender amp. This is recorded with the Guess Who. And we had one microphone in the middle of the room. Our mixing board is we all plugged into a Fender concert amp that had the bass in it, my guitar, which first of all went through a tape recorder for the echo, the piano and a rhythm guitar, that was our mixer with one microphone and a set of drums in the middle of the room. This gives you the sound of my Gretsch guitar, how beautiful and full and clean it was. I guess you'd call us the Guess Who, or Randy Bachman and the Guess Who. It's an instrumental, made in England.
Well, that brings back memories. That was made in England with me on guitar through my little echo tape recorder. And uh, when that song came out, it inspired Mr. Neil Young, who went and bought a very similar Gretsch 6120 with Filtertron pickups. Neil left Winnipeg in the mid-60s, 65 or 6, came back and played me the album with a band called Buffalo Springfield, and this track was on it. It's Neil playing his 6120 guitar, and uh, Stephen Stills is also on this playing his White Falcon. Here's Neil and Buffalo Springfield with Hello, Mr. Soul. That was Neil Percival Young with the Buffalo Springfield doing his track, Mr. Soul. Same session, but switching around. The other great guy in that Buffalo Springfield was Mr. Stephen Stills, who I just think is one of the greatest singer, songwriters, guitar players of all time, both electric and acoustic guitar, with his big hit called For What It's Worth. And he's playing the acoustic guitar, and you hear the little bing, bing. It's Neil Young playing his 6120 Gretsch with a little tremolo on the amp. And then Neil does the solo in the middle with what a field day for the heat. The guitar part's Neil. So here's Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth, 1965, double Gretsch guitars. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware Stop, hey, what's that sound? Well, it's the sound of Gretsch guitars is what it is. Beautiful mid-range clean distortion. That was Buffalo Springfield. Our time machine is traveling back, tracing the history of my Gretsch guitar, which I got from Winnipeg Piano in Winnipeg, and I wrote and played these songs on it. These eyes laughing, she's come undone. No time, no sugar tonight, American woman. Let it ride. Hey you, taking care of business. You ain't seen nothing yet. Looking out for number one, four-wheel drive. It's on every album and every single. It broke my heart in 1976. That guitar was stolen from my hotel room in Toronto. I called the OPP and the RCMP, reported it stolen, tried to get it back for a year, then another year, then another year, a decade went by. Internet came out. I sent pictures of it all over the internet because up to then it was just phone calls and faxing and did not find my Gretsch guitar. It was gone forever. When Much Music started up and uh, MTV in the States, I'd watch every video to see if anyone was playing my orange Gretsch guitar. I came close with the Thompson Twins once with one of their songs, The Beautiful Orange Gretsch, just like mine, but it wasn't mine. My midlife crisis came and I was trying to buy my Gretsch guitar and guys knew I wanted them. So they'd call me up and say, we got a Gretsch guitar, somebody traded it in, we'll let you have it for 100 bucks or 150 bucks. So I ended up buying them just because I liked them and I liked the sound. I ended up with a dozen, then two dozen, then a hundred. And after about three decades of insanity, I had over 300 Gretsch guitars. And they were doing a book called The Gretsch Book and they asked for pictures 
from my collections. I was just down in my basement and took pictures of my guitar. And a little while later, I got a phone call from Mr. Fred Gretsch, who was the grandson of the Friedrich Gretsch, who came from Germany in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and started the Gretsch factory in Brooklyn, New York. So I got a call from his grandson saying, could he come to White Rock and see my Gretsches? I said, wow, cool. So Fred Gretsch came to my house, said he got the name back to make Gretsch guitars again because it had been lost in a corporate shuffle and he couldn't make Gretsch guitars, but now he got the rights to make Gretsch guitars again. But the factory had burned down and they lost all of their templates. So they could not make the guitars. Could he, and he saw my collection, he said, can he take four or five or six at a time from my collection, send them to him, his engineers and, and designers will copy them and calibrate the guitars and make new Gretsch guitars. And I said, sure. So we did that. That was in the early 1990s. So every Gretsch guitar you see that's out now, that's new, is a copy of the one I had in my collection because he didn't have any. And I had them all, believe me, in every different color. And then a little while later, he came and bought the entire collection, all 300 plus guitars. And it's now the Gretsch uh, Guitar Museum in Savannah, Georgia. It's amazing. Here's a song called Taking Care of Business. I'm playing three or four takes on this, so the three or four tracks are all this Gretsch guitar, taking care of business. Taking care of business, me playing the Gretsch, and you can understand why I had a broken heart after that guitar was stolen. Fast forward 47 years. Last year, because of COVID, Tal and I started to do a Friday night YouTube at 6 o'clock every Friday where we would get together with acoustic guitars and goof around kind of like Wayne's World. And we didn't prepare for it, and we made a lot of mistakes and errors, and we just kind of laughed our way through it. But people liked it because they said they liked seeing professional musicians being just like them, making mistakes, playing the wrong chords, singing sharp and flat and offbeat. And we called it the Friday Night Train Wreck because we wrecked so many songs, but it was a lot of fun. In the middle of one of these broadcasts, and we were live on YouTube, at the side of the screen is a little black column, and people could type in their great song, love the song, terrible pants you're wearing or whatever, weird haircut you've got. And one of the comments comes in that says, I found your lost, stolen Gretsch. So I say to tell after this, contact this guy. So the guy's name was William Long. He was from White Rock, working out of his basement. He found the YouTube of looking out for number one that I did with BTO where I'm playing my Gretsch. And he froze framed one of the guitar shots with me playing the Gretsch. Then he did facial recognition on the internet with every orange Gretsch sold on the internet in the last 15 years and up popped my guitar being played by a guy named Takeshi in Tokyo who's kind of the Japanese version of Brian Setzer doing rockabilly and he speaks no English but as a blessing my son Tal has a Japanese partner her name is Eriko and we call her Coco and so when we hear about this guy in Japan she looks up Takeshi's website sends him a request in Japanese uh, it's fascinating for me to see a computer with Japanese. And we get a, a Zoom back from this guy, Takeshi. 
and he brings my guitar on the Zoom, and I cannot breathe when I see it. It is my guitar. It's got a little flaw in the grain on the top of the guitar, and I can tell it's my guitar. And he says to me, I'm an honorable man. I did not steal your guitar. I said, I know you weren't even born when this guitar was stolen. And he's like, he's 33 or something. But a great guitar player and a great successful musician in Japan. And he says, I am um, very honorable. I know this guitar is yours. I know you created much music with it. I've created great music with it, and I will give it back to you. But you must bring me its sister. And I say, okay, I will. So I hang up the phone. I call a friend of mine, Gary, at Vintage Guitar in Loveland, Ohio. And I say, I need a 1957 Gretsch. 6120 with black dearmament pickups. It should have no modifications and no repairs. It's got to be pretty much mint because I saw mine and mine looks very mint, like nothing ever done to it. And amazing enough, he finds one. I buy it. He sends it to me. I then zoom to Kishi and show him the what I call the sister guitar. I check the serial number inside. It's two digits off of mine. So basically, it's made in the same week by the same guys in the same room, the same paint. Everything is the same. Takeshi says, yes, he will trade me that guitar. I say, wow. Send me mine. I'll send you this one. He says, I'm not sending this on an airplane. You must come to Japan and get it. You must bring yours in a seat. Don't put it in baggage. Bring it in a seat on a plane. So thanks to Air Canada, they said, hey, this is a great story. We'll fly you to Japan. Well, you can just take your guitar. We won't give it a seat, but we'll put it in the closet in business class where it's pretty safe. I got a call from the Canadian ambassador. Ian McKay in, in Tokyo. And he said, uh, I know you're trying to do this now, it's May, but can you wait till Canada Day? We're gonna have a big Canada Day celebration in Tokyo at the embassy. Do your guitar switch with Takeshi there. We'll have a camera there. We'll go to the Oscar Peterson Theater and you could do your guitar switch there. So on July the 1st, Canada Day, this past couple of months ago, I got my guitar back. It was unbelievable life-changing and now Tal and I are writing a song on that guitar because I wrote all my hits on that. This song is going to be called Lost and Found, the magic guitar because it was truly magic. I wrote all those hit songs on it and played it and it'll be over the closing credits of the rockumentary that they're now filming. They're going to finish filming it on September the 3rd at the PNE, the Pacific National Exhibition in Vancouver. Burton Cummings and I are playing the grandstand stage. It'll be the closing Saturday of the summer. And I'm going to walk on stage with the guitar in the air, holding it up. Our first song is No Sugar Tonight, New Mother Nature, which I played on the record. And the last song of the night is Taking Care of Business that I just played you, that we're going to close the night with that Gretsch guitar. So that'll be, and it's going to be filmed for the Netflix kind of rockumentary. So that's the story of my Gretsch guitar. I'm really thrilled to get it back. Here is the Beatles playing. I saw her standing there with George Harrison on a very One, similar two, three, I saw her standing there with George Harrison playing the solo and the rhythm on his uh, Grutch Tennessean guitar that was rocking. You discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. Hi, I'm Randy Bachman, and it's time again for another special You Discover Music capsule. 
Scorpions are one of the most important rock bands in recent decades. This German band has sold more than 120 million records, played over 5,000 concerts, and created a timeless classic with their legendary single, Wind of Change. Scorpions have countless awards, a star on the Hollywood Rock of Fame, and more hits like Rock You Like a Hurricane, Still Loving You, and many, many more. They released 13 consecutive albums that charted in the top 10, and the Scorpions continue to have an influence on the rock scene, and the guitar players are just incredible. Their new album is Rock Believer, and it is out now. Here's the title track. That was Rock Believer from the latest Scorpions album. Scorpions returned to Canada this month to play Toronto at the Bud Stage, August 21st. Be there. Quebec City, August 24th. Be there. And Montreal's Bell Centre on August 27th. Be there. If you're in Toronto, Quebec City, or Montreal, go and see the Scorpions. They will rock you like a hurricane. You discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. You discover music.ca. And now my secret of success was the Gretsch right into the board, my Fender Stratocaster right into the board, and a acoustic Martin guitar with the sound hole covered up with paper so it wasn't too jangly. And here is BTO with Hey You. my Gretsch guitar and mix it with a bunch of other guitars on Hey You, kind of my little secret of success there with BTO getting a cool rhythm guitar sound was not one guitar, it was a couple of guitars that all added to the texture. I have something in my hand here, listen to this. Real, real paper, somebody sent in a real letter. In this day and age you get a lot of emails. This came from uh, Handwritten Nice, from Teresa Arcega in Kelowna. Hey, Teresa, thank you very much. She said, thank you for the gift of great music. I love your show. I finally found it after you left CBC on Q107 in Calgary. So thank you to Calgary Q107 for carrying the show there. And she's trying to reach out to Kelowna 96.3 to see if they'll carry the show. I would like that very much. So thank you very much, Teresa. It's great to hear from you. And we're going to continue our story now with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Neil Young still playing his Orange Gretsch. Stephen's still still playing his White Falcon Gretsch. Here's a song they wrote about the tragedy in Ohio when the army shot for the student they're protesting on the Ohio State campus. Here is Crosby Stills Nash and Young with Ohio.
Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Ohio. A great song, but a tragic song about the tragedy that happened. Let's get back into celebrating a little bit of a complete mistake that I stumbled into in the recording studio, stuttering away to emulate a friend of mine, my brother actually, who stuttered, and was not supposed to be on an album, was put on the album Against My Wishes. Sold over a million copies as a single and went to number one in 21 countries. My magical rhythm sound of mixing a 6120 Gretsch with a Fender Stratocaster and a Martin guitar with a sound hole covered up, all blended as one guitar. Here we go with BTO 1974-75, and believe me, you ain't seen nothing yet. you ain't seen nothing yet and the ride in the time machine is over can unbuckle your seatbelts thanks for jumping on board hope you like the ride i enjoyed the ride because it was uh, me reliving my history of my getting my guitar making my music having it stolen and having my guitar find me because i didn't find it thanks to uh william long and my guitar they found me i got it back on canada day what a great canada day it was for me We'll see you somewhere soon. I'm touring Canada all the time. I'm with Burton Cummings for my own band, doing a prairie tour in November, touring the summer right now, having a great time. It's great to be out, out of my cage, out of my house, and great to see you out. And that's it for now. I'll be back with another Vinyl Tapcast very soon. <laughs>